Hey, good morning. We are in our second week of a new series here called Bump, and it's taken from the Old Testament book of Proverbs. And Proverbs lays out for us God's wisdom for living life. And one of the greatest areas that God concentrates on in the book of Proverbs is on relationships. And I think it's something we all are interested in. We, we know that even from our society, even with all of our techie gadgets, with Twitter and Facebook and all of that, we're desperately trying to connect and stay connected and build relationships and find the right relationships out there in our lives. In fact, one of the things that the book of Proverbs would teach us is that not to do life alone, not to go through life without a proper support system, and then it gives us wisdom as to how to find those people in our lives. Uh, who are those right people that we should be bringing in our lives at a certain level? And as I thought about it, I, I was uh, thinking about a book that I read several years ago by Dr. Cloud and Townsend called God Will Make a Way. And I thought this excerpt from this book really sort of gets us headed in the direction that I'd like us to go this morning. So I'd just like to take a few moments and read it for you this morning. One of the authors wrote that he ran into his friend Joe, and man, was he angry. Someone had just given him a piece of advice that cut straight to his core, and he didn't like it one bit. See, Joe was in the process of building a new business, and he'd been working hard at putting all the pieces together. He wanted to be successful so badly he could taste it. Joe had always done well as an employee of a large sales organization, but definitely had the talents and abilities to go out on his own. So as he was working on beginning that process, he decided to get some input from a very successful businessman who had started his own company many years ago. This was the person who delivered the advice that Joe didn't want to hear. As Joe told this world-class businessman all of his plans and the dreams that he had for this new company, he expected to get some download wisdom in response. He was hoping for some savvy how-tos that would make it all happen. Instead, the older man responded, I will tell you how I began my business, and it's my advice to you as well. I'll put some, I put together a small support group, and we met every week. We prayed together. We confessed our struggles together. We reviewed our plans, but most of all, we just supported each other. That's how I built my company. Sure, Joe jumped in, but what about the initial funding? How did you approach the banks? He rattled off a few other questions. Those things are not the most important, not at the beginning. Getting your support team in place is important, the successful businessman re repeated. No matter how Joe pressed him for business startup secrets, he remained steadfast in what he wanted Joe to see. Over and over, the man repeated, Surrounding yourself with spiritually tuned, well-grounded people is the single most important first step. As I said, though, Joe was hopping mad when he told me how this guy had wasted his time offering such useless advice. Joe didn't want to get close to spiritually wise people. He wanted to be successful. He wanted to build something, make money, and accomplish his goals. What did surrounding yourself with spiritual people have to do with financing and sales? Within two years, Joe was broke. Not only that, he was also broken. 
he had decided that the man's advice would just take valuable time away from him working his plan. He could not see that getting grounded with good people should have been the first and most important part of his strategy. Joe's story illustrates one of the two big reasons that people do not find God's way for them in this life. They believe that solving the problem they're facing is the most important priority. Thinking that the task itself, such as getting a career going, overcoming an addiction or bad habit, or solving a difficult relationship is the most important thing. But it's a proven fact that the work of solving a problem is secondary to getting your team together. People who try to do it on their own rarely make it. And when they do, they usually cannot sustain the effort. Like Joe, they succumb to their own limitations. Every day as psychologists, John and I see people who are trying to do a better job at life but they're trying to do it without the kind of support they need from others. That's one of the biggest reasons people fail, trying to go it alone. In fact, we've heard testimony of that through every service with our baptisms today. That obviously the most important person to invite into a person's life is the Lord Jesus Christ. But once Jesus becomes a part of our life, Jesus wants to encourage us to get the right people into our lives because he understands what a huge and dramatic difference the right people in our lives can make in our lives. And we've heard testimony to that fact just a few minutes ago. Sometimes it's hard to find those right people because it's not as easy to discern as it was like when I was growing up watching cartoons, or even now as I watch cartoons, you could easily tell the good guy from the bad guy, either because of the way they, their costume or, you know, what they wore, how they acted, or interact. It was easy to discern, but in human relationships many times, it's more of a challenge to determine who's, who's the right person for me and who's not the right person for me. Who should I bring close to the inner circle of my life or leave sort of outside here. And one of the reasons is, I think Proverbs would tell us, is because we're not focusing where we should be. The book of Proverbs is going to tell us in relationships, especially those that influence and mold us and shape us, that character has to be the number one priority. That upon everything else that we need to focus on character. And then beyond that, we need to learn how to discern character in other people's lives. So that's why the first verse I'd like you to consider this morning out of the book of Proverbs in dealing with relationships is this verse. It's Proverbs 12, 26. And the Bible simply says, the righteous person is cautious in their friendship. The righteous person is cautious in their friendship. First of all, I want to define a couple words here in this verse. The word friendship, as it's used in the Bible, particularly in the book of Proverbs, is not talking about someone in my life that I have in my life and they're not helping me move forward in my life. I have fun with them, but I know that they play a certain role. That's not the kind of person that they're talking about. When they use the word friend or friendship, It's about somebody that I've allowed into, in a sense, my inner circle that I'm allowing to mold me, 
mold my behavior, shape my behavior, influence me in some way. And so that's why the Bible says you and I better be cautious about who we're bringing into that level and allowing us to have that kind of leverage in our lives. I look back on my life, and there were times where I wasn't as careful or cautious about the people that I invited into that inner circle of my life. And I felt a lot of pain and hurt and betrayal because of it. Maybe my life blew up for a while because of it. Because I was not using the wisdom of God in order to navigate relationships and maybe use a little bit more caution and care when it came to who is it that I'm going to bring in and allow to influence and shape and mold my life. Because when you think about it too, there's really three kinds of people that we usually bring into our lives. They're the people who take us backward or downward, which hopefully none of us really want that, but we all know that there have been those people in our lives that have taken us away from God and, and down and all of that. Then there are those people that we have in our lives who they're not necessarily helping us to move forward, but we don't mind them being in our lives because they fulfill a certain role. We may have just a great time with them every once in a while, but we understand those are not the people in this category, the third category, that help me to move forward in my life, to help me achieve my goals in my life, to help me become all that God created me to be. And the Bible would simply say, when it comes to those kind of people, we need to be careful or cautious. Let me give you some of the criteria that I've tried to use in my life as far as using that kind of care or caution with friendship. Be cautious of those who come across like they have it all together. Like they never have a struggle in the world and Life is always, you know, they've got life always under control. Be careful of those who are defensive and never open to feedback from you or anyone else in their life. Be cautious of the self-righteous. Be cautious of those who demand trust instead of earning it. We certainly need to be cautious of those who lie to us instead of telling us the truth. We think, I think we need to be cautious of those who do not respect our no, who do not allow us freedom, and who maybe we even feel like I can't say no to them because they're going to put me on a guilt trip if I do. I think the right people in our life will allow us to have our own space. Be cautious of those who gossip instead of keeping confidences. Be careful of those whose primary focus are on the externals rather than on what really matters internally. Be cautious of those who manipulate by guilt, who apologize to you but never change, who shift the blame all the time and are never willing to accept personal responsibility, who are stagnant but not growing, who lack consistency and are unstable, who are a negative influence rather than a positive one. See, that, that's why the Bible tells us to be careful and cautious because at the end of the day, the bottom line is God knows that relationships will influence us, either for good or bad, positive or negative. Relationships will influence us, especially when we allow those people at that level. So we need to be careful and cautious about 
who we allow at that level. And then even then, we need to find the right people to be at that level with. That's why the next verse out of Proverbs is this, Proverbs 13, 20, where the writer says, the one who associates with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. That those people that we hang with most often, that we allow to shape us and mold us, that we're going to end up picking up a lot of who and what they're all about. In fact, we all know this to be true. It's self-evident because either it's been true in our lives or in another family member or friend's life where these situations have come up, where a relationship has separated us from our value system, from our standards. We all know of folks like that, that, that they lived at this standard. This was their value system, and then they got hooked up with this person, and all of a sudden the standards and value systems just went out the window. And all of a sudden, they started to behave in a totally different way than they had behaved up to that point. And it was based on that relationship and the influence that that relationship was leveraging in their life. You and I also know that relationships can cloud our reason, our common sense, our way of looking at life. That when you and I get emotionally involved or attached at a certain level, that sometimes what's so clear to everybody else on the outside is totally unclear to us. It's why sometimes we look at family members and friends and we're like, oh my goodness, can't they see that that relationship is taking them down the wrong road? It's taking them backward? It's taking them down? Not necessarily. Because if they've gotten so involved in that relationship that that relationship begins to cloud their reasoning in their life. So again, it goes back to why the Bible says, be careful, be careful, be careful. Realize the influence that relationships have. And especially when it comes to relationships that are unhealthy and unsafe and destructive, the Bible encourages us to put up boundaries in our life. Those limits that prevent further negative influence in our lives. In fact, the authors of this book, God Will Make a Way, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, has written a book that maybe many of you have read in here called Boundaries that many people have used over the years to navigate those unhealthy, unsafe relationships. And it tells us that when we're in a relationship that is taking us backward, that is abusive, that is destructive, that is unhealthy and unsafe, it is perfectly acceptable to put up those boundaries to prevent that further influence in our lives. God is not glorified or honored in any way by unhealthy, unsafe human relationships. He is honored by relationships that bring him glory. He's honored by relationships that take people forward in their life, not backward. He's honored by relationships that help us become all that he created us to be, that help us wring out all the potential that we have inside of us. That's what glorifies and honors God. And many times, like this gentleman in the book, we either think that we can go through life without a support system, and we can do this all on our own, or we never really find the right people in our lives to be able to be that support and encouragement that all of us need at all times. Who are some of the people I should be seeking in my life? Well, these are, again, just some of the ones I use in my own life. People who draw me closer to God and others. And 
I didn't just tack on others. I think that's important because, again, if a relationship is right, it's not going to be a relationship in our lives that tries to isolate us from other people, that, that try to control everything that we do. A right relationship, a healthy relationship, is one that allows us to live in community knowing that, that all of us living in community can help each other. So I think we need to look for people that can draw us closer to God and closer to others. I also think we need to look for people who give us courage to face life, who encourage us to get back up after defeat or failure. These people were huge in my life that God brought into my life just at the right time. People that after I had suffered defeat were willing to be the hands of God and lean down and say, come on, Jeff, let's get back up. Let's keep on moving. Those people are huge. Those are the kind of people we need in our lives. People who bring into my life opportunities for growth, who can be used by God to stretch me, to get me to think outside of my box, to be able to walk outside of the boat like Peter and to go places with God I've never been before. Those are the kind of people I need in my life. People I can be myself around. I talk to so many Christians who say, I can't even find Christians that I feel like I can truly be myself around and just be who I am and they'll accept me for who I am right now but love me too much to leave me that way like God. I find it hard and can I just say as a pastor, that one of the challenges of being a pastor for 25 years was to find people in my life that would treat me just as Jeff and not as Pastor Jeff. Who allowed me just to be me and let my hair down. <laughs> we all need that in our lives. Those are the right people. People who help me to be more like Jesus. People who are resourceful, not draining, who provide fuel for my life. People who are positive examples. People who bring into my life stability and grounding comfort and support. People who love like Christ loves. People who bring out the very best in me. And people who touch my life and leave me better for it. I think a question we should ask at this point is, do I have the right people in my life? And if so, am I listening to them? Because God is going to bring those right people into my life so that we can rub up against each other and so he can use them in my life again to help me to move forward. And sometimes that means I need to listen to those right people. Remember last week when Pastor Lynn started our series on bump and he was talking about the three kinds of people that spurn God's wisdom? Really, it means they're not teachable. They're not good listeners. There was the naive person over here who hadn't experienced enough of life to know what he or she needed, so they rejected God's wisdom and God's people in their life. And then there was the fool who thought that they could live differently and somehow their life would look differently than everybody else's, 
So they would be the kind of person that says, I know that everybody else needs a support system, but I'll be the first person to navigate life without a proper support system, and I'm going to make it just fine. And then there was the scoffer over here who thought they were the most important person in the room, and they were smarter than everybody else in the room, so why would they even need a support system? Everybody needs them, but they don't need anybody else. And that's why it's important that all of us, even if we have the right people in the room with us, that we have the right people in our life, that we're willing to listen to them when God may use them to speak to us. Another verse from Proverbs that deals with this subject and encourages us along these lines is Proverbs 27, verse 17. It's actually one of the first verses I ever learned as a young Christian that one of my mentors took me there and said, here's a verse I think you should know, and here's what the Bible says. As iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens a friend. The Bible is giving us this really cool picture that just like iron needs to rub up against iron to stay sharp, that if I have the right people in my life, I can stay sharp in my life. We, we've all heard the term, they've lost their edge. That's where this term is taken from. You see, in biblical times when iron or a sword or a knife or something needs sharpened, it would rub up against another of like, and, and it would produce lifting the edge so that the edge could remain sharp. And the Bible is simply saying in 2717 of Proverbs that when you and I have the right people in our life, they help us to lift our edge and maintain our edge in life and keep us sharp. Now the angle of approach is important. Because again, in Bible times, if, if iron was to sharpen iron, it had to be laid at just the right angle or else it would dull the iron rather than sharpen it. That's why you and I also know who the right people in our lives are because they not only tell us at times what we need to hear rather than what we want to hear, but they know the angle of approach that they need to take with us in order to gain a hearing. I mean, you and I all know there are some people in our life, they just approach us and we're like, I ain't listening to them. Because they're coming at me from a totally wrong angle. They're coming at me from a, a, a condemnatory angle. They're coming at me from a self-righteous, know-it-all angle. Now, but, but the right people in our life are going to know what angle to take with us. There's an individuality there. There's a personal, personal touch there, if you will. That's why even helping folks navigate relationships isn't a one-size-fits-all formula because God made us all unique and he treats us personally and uniquely in the way he deals with us and we need to learn to do that with each other as well that if we are truly part of someone else's inner circle to find that angle of approach that works and gets in to their life and people have to do that with us as well who are the people in your life right now that help you maintain your edge? See, I think as Christians, we have lots of opportunity to keep one another sharp and maintain our edge. We can pray together. We can worship together. We can study the Bible together. We can serve together. We can even struggle together 
But if we do it together and we move forward, it can be such a great influence and support and encouragement in our lives. Some of the right people may already be in your life. But if you need more, keep looking, keep praying, keep seeking. The reason is because it is God's will for you and I to navigate life with the right support system. So he will help us. You and I can count on it. If the book of Proverbs has mentioned about how careful we need to be in our relationships, and the book of Proverbs has encouraged us to look for a certain type of individual who has a certain character, then I think another question we need to ask is, where do I begin to look for said people? Can I just say that I think you might find more of the right people for your life right here at Cornerstone. In fact, some of the right people that you and I need in our lives may be sitting right here in this service this morning. And even beyond this venue, Cornerstone supplies many other environments and venues that break this larger group down on Sunday to more manageable groups where we can get to know one another and maybe find more of the right relationships in our lives that will give us that support system that we need in our lives. I'm just going to say I think one of those venues is the Mind Bible Study on Tuesday night. Even in the summer, without childcare, the last two Tuesday nights, we've had 350 people in this auditorium to study the Bible on Tuesday night. And I can tell you, because I know most of those folks on Tuesday night, they're going after God, and they're going in the right direction. So you may find some of the right people right there in that room on Tuesday night at the mine. Another place you might find the right people in your life is the rhythm on Thursday night right here in this auditorium. Couple hundred singles meet here every Thursday under Pastor James's leadership, and Pastor James is doing a wonderful job with our singles. If you're single and you're looking for right relationships in your life, the rhythm and the singles ministry here at Cornerstone would certainly be a place I would encourage you to start. Our men's ministry, guys, tomorrow night is a man dinner. I mean, if you're looking for men in your life that will sharpen you and help you to maintain your edge, you may find them tomorrow night at the man dinner. If you haven't already signed up, you still got time. Talk to the men out there at the men's table or sign up online today. Our men's ministry always has great things going for the men of Cornerstone to maintain their edge and stay sharp. Gals. Can I just say, even as a guy, I think we have one of the best women's ministry in all the country right here at Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. Gal, gals, we've got all kinds. Last week, the student center over there was packed with women for chick chat. This fall, they're going on a women's retreat and being part of women of faith. There's always things in the women's ministry, gals, to get involved in so you can meet the right people in your life to stay sharp and maintain your edge. 
life groups. Pastor Tom, there's a life group almost for every geographical area in this, in this area and almost every affinity or, or what you're looking for. And if not, I think they would be very interested in talking to you about maybe starting a group if we don't have one. Life groups, those home Bible studies of eight to 10 people that get to know each other and rub up against each other and provide that iron on iron experience. Small churches that meet here on Sunday down that hallway right past the bookstore. Every Sunday we have about 400 adults that take advantage of our small churches. I'd love to see more of our adults take advantage of that opportunity because we've got about 4,000 adults who come here at our five services on Sunday and you're already here an hour anyway. Just be willing to stay that extra hour and maybe find one of those groups down there that get together and study the Bible together and do life together. And maybe in one of those rooms, even on Sunday, you could find somebody that would help be that iron in your life to stay sharp. But I think the right places may be right here. That's where I'd start. God wants you and I to not go through life alone. I mean, certainly the most important relationship that we could ever have in our life and the most important person we could ever invite into our inner circle or heart is the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus is the one who encourages us to go beyond that to find community and to build relationships with the right people. The struggle for many of us is finding those right people. I think it could start changing right here today. Don't go one other day, don't live one other week, one other month, one other year without having the right support system for your life. Don't be like this young man whose story in the book was, I ignored the advice of the wise businessman. I just want him to give me some business advice. And that wise businessman who had already made his millions had given him the best advice he was ever gonna get. That the single most important first step for each of us is to find the right people to bring them into our lives so that we have that constant, continual encouragement, refreshment, and support. Let's pray. God, thank you for your working in our lives and for the fact, Lord, that many times you work best through other people. And God, I'm just going to pray right now that all of us would just be open to your working in our lives right now and that, God, maybe you want us to be involved in someone else's life, to be a a positive example and influence to them. But you may also be speaking to us to allow a certain person into our lives at this point who can truly move us forward, who can truly help us to become all that you created us to be. And God, I'm just asking that we would all be willing to just open our hearts and lives up to you. These things we pray in Jesus' name, amen.